0: A different scenario we break records while we pushing the culture forward yeah great music and big vibes right in that order. Talent gets you here but your story make you stand out. Rooted from the source, so it's knowledge that we pass out. Gotta turn your dial to 108.1. Pumping nerve DJs while I ride the sun. Jobs gon' speak the real like you suppose. DJ Shiny Shine always keep Mondays on the road. Various topics get discussed more frequently. We keep an open mind you can learn something easily. Make sure you tune in and stay up to date and what? submit your and you are now tuned into another episode of intellectually petty radio brought to you by M3S3 clothing men make moves and suckers stand still I am Jobs your host and today we have another legend in the building Mr. Mikey X9 super manager your promoter's favorite promoter business owner and man of the world Mikey Eckstein, what's going hey. on, bro?
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, man. No what's going man.
0: on? How was the intro, man? I've been working on it. Ah, it looks good, man. It looks good. I like it. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. How's life, man? How's your family?
1: Family's good, man. Family's good. You know, Keeping getting back into school and uh, sports and all that stuff. So, life is good. All right. So, Mikey
0: Eckstein Embarco Management. How is, long have you been in the business?
1: So I've been in the business for, so I'm 43, almost 44 now. I've been doing this full time since I was 19. So how does a 19 year old kid get into management? <laughs> good question. So for my situation, I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which was a very diverse uh, community. And I was an only child and I got along with everybody. And Go um, blue, by the way, sorry to interrupt. What's that? Gold blue. Okay. Yeah. Go blue. <laughs> and, um, so I, I, and I grew up with a lot of older kids. That's why I got my name, Mikey. I was always little Mikey and it stuck with me. And, um, there was a band that I was friends with in high school. They were called Funk Intelligence, And it was like a collective, like funk, hip hop, and jazz. And when we, right when we got out of high school, I was like, damn, you guys are actually really good. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, we were talking about it. We wanted to ask you if you could use some of your older connections and get us booked into some bars and stuff. And I'm like, all right, I could do that. So I got us a, a show at this place called Cross Street Station in Ipsy. And I kept calling the blind pig, the legendary blind pig in Ann Arbor. And we finally got like a Tuesday night and we sold it out. You know, wow. I, I didn't, I got all my, we printed up these obnoxious, just fluorescent 11 by 17 flyers, like yellow and and, and, and lime and we get on our bikes, get in our cars. We put them up everywhere, went crazy with the street team. And then, you know, we, we kind of conquered Ann Arbor and I was like, oh shit, I got to get in with the Detroit scene. So I went to St. Andrews and I was like 18, like, Hey, can I hand out flyers or do something and check out my band? <laughs> and then I started then one night, um, when I think I was 19, mm-hmm. um, we had a Ghostface Killer show at There's a Ghostface Killer show at St. Andrews, and the manager was like, "Yo, could you do me a favor? And go pick up Ghostface from the hotel." And I was That's like, "Sure." Crazy. So I'm like, "You know, this is dope." And then he's like, "Yeah, usually we pay people to do that. It's called a runner." I'm like, "Shit, you want to pay me to work hip hop shows and pick up my like idols?" You know? <laughs> so so I did that, and then I started producing shows for St. Andrews. It was a company called Ritual at the time. Um, and then when I was 20, so I was the one at, at, I was doing shows at St. Andrews and the state theater in Detroit and clutch oh, cargoes. And I was the one running the show. I was the one writing the checks to the artists, to the stage hands, you know, advancing the shows. But if there was alcohol on the rider, I couldn't, that wasn't in house. I couldn't even get it. So I'd have to hire a runner to get it. But I was the one running the show. Wow. And then at 20, at 20. yeah. At twenty, and then, um, in two thousand and one, D twelve's out, and then at at the same time, I was going in and out of you know we were we were linking with other artists that were similar to Funk Intelligence. Funk Intelligence was funk, hip hop, Mm. jazz, you know, kind of like the roots meets Talib Kweli meets Funkadelic, you know, and that's interesting. it, It was dope. It was dope, and um. So I partnered with this other lady, and um, we started managing them, and, and we were finding other artists in different markets, and swapping shows, and doing runs. So I would go on tour, you know, with them, you know, settle, doing little shows and advancing, and all that. Mm-hmm. And then in 2001, um, D12's album came out, and I did their album release show at St. Andrews. And then they were going on tour, and sh- you know, shortly before they went on tour, they asked me to go out and tour manage them So, because I had knew both sides of it. And mm-hmm. I was just 21 or so at the time, 21, 22. So I was uh, – and then I also – had
0: to be crazy.
1: Wow. Oh, it was crazy. And then I also at the time, I managed this rapper Paradigm who became Kid Rock's DJ who replaced Uncle Cracker. So I was in and out of tour with Kid Rock and Eminem's, and produce, and then ultimately, ritual got bought up. Let me stop up.
0: you right there. I'm sorry, but but Kid Rock was. What, how was he then, as opposed to now?
1: He's the same person. You know what? Like, he, you know, he gets drunk and says some dumb stuff, and it's taken way out of, way it, it, out of.
0: It, it, no, no, no terms. It's not. It's not. It's not. He's an asshole now, to a lot of people. Yeah, Back but he's then. Not- he seemed to be more hip. Yeah, but he still I does.
1: He, you know what? I I just went to his son's wedding earlier this year. His mixed son, too, by the way. But And, you know, he's got a really good... He's a, he's a good dude. He just says some dumb shit. And he's done a lot of stuff that I could say um, for artists, uh, for hip-hop artists, that has really helped out and, and I'm talking legendary names. I'm not going to put anybody's business out there, but he, I've been there mm-hmm. when he's really had some artists back that had got fucked in their deals or, or were down at the time. And, you know, I, I wish I could say some names, but I, I don't want to put anybody's business out there, but I've seen Indeed. it firsthand, you know, um, and, you know, and, and it's like, you know what, the, the, I'll tell you what, the, the, The 2006 16 race coming from coming off of Obama into 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 Trump and it it really divided a lot of people and a lot of things were taken certain ways and people took things to different extremes but at the same time he's 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 not a bad guy hard sale however you know what? Take it for what it is, but I, I know, I, I know <laughs> I feel you. I I know my boy,
0: and I know, I know the story, and I know he put in the work. I'm not gonna take that away from him. Yeah, I know he was sleeping on couches. He did a lot of shit. Like he well, put in the know, work to get to where he's at. I can't take that away
1: from him at all. Yeah, but you know what? The, the funny thing is, is like you know, Kid Rock and Eminem came up at the same time. As mm-hmm. far as, yeah, boom, uh, international. But they're 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 so opposite. Like Kid Rock had a had a family that had some money and, and they were and rich. They were rich. And yes. you know, the, the, the thing is 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 he he ran away from that yeah. to you know do his craft and but he had to do it, you know, and get accepted in the hood to to, to you know kind of to get a platform and take it serious. There was no TikToks or anything then. Yeah. And he was I mean about it. Um where Eminem, on the other hand, was living on the couches and all that, and hating it, and wanting to get yeah. through twenty-four mile, you know, and yeah. he was running away from it, Well, Rock was running to it, you know. So, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and 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 to keep it a buck, I I, I was born and raised in Detroit. And I'm sorry, a, what was that? I, I was born and raised in Detroit. Yeah, um, and for a white guy to get accepted takes a lot. Yeah takes a lot so yeah so again did. like I, I you know i'm not gonna take nothing away from the cat as far as the work he put in i yeah. know the story i know what he had to endure um he didn't have to i know what he chose to endure right because he had a dream to do something different right. he didn't want to go into pops you know he wanted to be his own person i get right. it um one day one of these days hopefully i'll get a chance to talk to him and, sure and,
1: and that would be dope and he welcomes those those welcomes those conversations where people looking at him like who you know,
0: you know, th- it was tough know. for a lot of us Detroiters. I'm not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, I uh,
1: totally understand. Listen, yeah, it, it was I tough. get it. I get it more, you know, and even, you know, for me coming up, look, my, my mom and dad answered the, my mom answered the phones at the bank of Ann Arbor and my dad was the head of the post office at Domino's headquarters. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like I grew up with, you know,
0: yeah, in I feel the right.
1: it, with you know parents with connections or all the brothers that were ANRs or you know I I I hustled my way but I had to you know and I had to do my thing you know you know like to get in with the Detroit scene and get respect you know as a white kid from Ann Arbor but you just you gotta you know just be about yourself and and do it for the right reasons and you know and I started managing Trick Trick.
0: How do you meet like like the gooniest of goons? Yeah, from the outside looking in, and Um, a white
1: kid from Ann Arbor, right? Exactly.
0: How does that happen?
1: So I'll tell you, it's kind of funny because um, because okay, so um, when I was you know well D twelve only had two albums, so you know, uh, but I was very heavily involved with Proof's career as well,
0: um, his solo
1: career, rest in peace, and. So I was booking Proof a lot of solo shows, and he had his album coming out. You know, the Searching for Jerry Garcia album that came out, and I, dope dope album by the way, yeah, such a dope album. And um, so Trick Trick had that song My Name Is Trick Trick that was popping on the radio, Mm -hmm. and well, it was just about to drop before it dropped, and then it got it got crazy play in Detroit, and um, and I had just seen that Street Life, uh, and I knew the I knew the the trick trick. I knew <laughs> what he was all about, right? Right. Matter of fact, I was produced. I was, tr- uh, when Everlast came and there was a situation at, at St. Andrews when, uh, Everlast was talking shit about Eminem. I was training to do shows and that's what, and when the Goon Squad paid a big visit and there was a legendary story about that. So I, 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 <laughs> Learned, uh, or I, I saw that firsthand, and then the Street Life DVD had just came out. Wait, wait, wait. You can't tell the story? What's that? I'm, tell, I'm, getting, I'm getting there.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So the
1: Street Hold Life up. DVD came out, where, and this is before I met Trick Trick. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where you know, he's got the AK. He's like, motherfuckers, pull out their knives. Please believe we got these all day, <laughs> every day. And, you know, they showed that it was the Trick Daddy video, and they had 150 Goon Squad cats, you know, Ooh. stomped him out, and then, oh. you know, and I'm like, dang. Okay, and then I met him one night at St. Andrews, and I was just like, "All right, man, like, all right, cool." And then Proof was like, when my name is Trick Trick was about to come out, he was like, "Hey, can you start putting Trick Trick on my shows?" I'm like, "All right, cool, cool." So, got had a bunch of dope shows, and then I remember one night at St. Andrews, <laughs> uh, Proof or Trick went to Proof. He was like, "Hey, man, how, who's getting all these shows, man? Who's doing all this for you?" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, I'm trying to get the quarter you know, and. Uh, and he's like, he's like, Mikey, Mikey, right there. And I'm like, tricking, and tricks I need to holler at you. I'm like, all right. So, um, uh, so he's like, yeah, uh, what's good for you? I'm like, man, I don't know. Come, you know, meet me at St. Andrews on Friday during the day or whatever. He's like, all right, cool. Me and my brother are going to pull up and whatever. And I'm like, all right. So I'm like, looking at it like two ways, like, shit, like, all right, I love my family. I don't want to fuck this up. Like, <laughs> Then I'm like, but I also don't want to do like a you know a big contract and something yes up. So we talked it out. We came up with a percentage, we shook hands, and twenty years later, I I've been on the phone with him six times today already, and we've never argued about money or anything. And really, I said, Well, I said, let's give it three months and see how it goes. And twenty years later, here we are. So
0: that's crazy, and you know what? Like, I, I've inter—I interviewed him years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really dope interview. Really dope dude. Like, like the persona, although earned. Mm-hmm. The other side of him is phenomenal. Exactly. You know, exactly. like when we, when I met well, him at—I did the first time I met him in person was at the Scarface show.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Cool, cool ass
1: dude. Cool,
0: yeah, yeah, cool, hey, yeah. He talked about huge though.
1: This dude is uh, massive,
0: dude is huge. Him and his brother are like, fuck, like,
1: yeah,
0: I'm they're twice my size. I'm a short, oh, dude, yeah. but still, they're some big dudes. Oh, yeah, so, oh, yeah,
1: God. trust me. I, I, man, uh, oof. I've seen some shit. I've seen some shit. <laughs> I'm not even... I, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> wait a wait, minute. Wait, wait. I
0: do want to know, were you there when uh, the Locks had their interaction with the Goon Squad,
1: Goon Squad? No. I. Of course I heard about that. Uh, I No, I was not there. I think that was like Hockey Town or something, but I wasn't there for that. Oh, okay.
0: Because they tell a, hilar- a hilarious story. I,
1: I will tell a funny story now because we're cool. You know, the Rick Ross situation is, you know, whatever. But I remember... The only time I really yelled at Trick, like, and felt it was he. <laughs> it was my ex-wife's fortieth birthday party. We were still together the mm-hmm. night before the Rick Ross incident, and and he was you know he was at the party. And a couple other Goon Squad cats were there, but it was it, but Trick was just real quiet and on his phone. I'm just like, and he's like, you know, just kind of you know he's a pretty social person, but he just you know was in thought and on his phone mm-hmm. a lot, and I'm like. All right, whatever you know, then the next night is the Rick Ross situation, and at that time he had my 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 cell phone, my personal cell phone, as his contact on his Twitter, along with my email or whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, that next morning I was getting blown. <laughs> uh, I'm fucking CNN, BET, MTV, every local, every blog. I'm like, I called him. I'm like, trick. Will you take my fucking number off your phone? (laughs) You know, I didn't even know. See, like, we listen, and we keep it 100. I'm not, listen, I didn't come in and try to be, oh, cool. I'm managing trick, trick. What up, Crip? You know, that's not me. Like, so we keep, you know, he keeps some of his shit separate. You know, he's not like, that's cool. That's, that's y'all. That's you. Like, I'm not trying to get all, you know, we, we, we work great together. He calls us the Batman Robin of the D, but I'm not. I'm not coming in claiming to, you know, cause I managed some gangster rappers and all that, that now all of a sudden I'm thug life or man. I not, you know,
0: that's, that's why they respect you.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so one, it, it caught me off guard cause I didn't even know none of that was going on, which is cool, but getting all these calls, I'm like, dog, you gotta, I gotta work like, I, cause he's not taking any interviews or nothing. I'm like, I'm not mad at the situation, but just take my number off your Twitter for, for a few, like put, you know, just keep the email up or something, which is fine, but bro.
0: <laughs> but Did you think it was a good move or a bad move?
1: Uh, Well, you know, I, I know I, I'm not going to get into it, but I know the this, this situation between them two. So it was, it was, I mean, it was a good move and it really brought, you know, it, it brought a lot of, of light to the city because you know, at that time, like a lot of the radio stations and stuff, they weren't they weren't playing Detroit artists. They weren't no. putting Detroit artists on their shows. They weren't, no. you know, the labels weren't weren't doing shit. And and I think that caused, you know, I'm not going to say that completely changed the game, but it helped. Say like, okay, yeah, we okay cool. Well, we know there's a some vigilantes in the community of hip hop in Detroit that psh, we ain't getting around. You know, yeah. and you know, and then. Now, I mean, Detroit artists are killing it, you know? Um, Oh, my
0: God. Detroit is like running shit now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, you know, I mean, everything, when, when, when something's at that magnitude, there's, there's pros and cons, but I think it was a, you know, it was a good move and it made a point to, to him and, uh, Ross with whatever their, their beef was that, that's Mm -hmm. between them. Um, and, um, yeah. And, hey, look, there's a lot of Detroit artists on uh, these radio shows now, and there's a lot of, you know, Detroit artists getting on and, you know, and it wasn't just, you know, again, you know, kind of going back to the Kid Rock thing. Like I know Rock, me, Trick knows them very, very well too. Mm-hmm. And they're very cool and he'll put that on anything. So, it's like people look at tricks they look you know, they look at him in different ways, but some think you know, he's just a bully asshole, blah, blah, blah. But then when you, you when you sit down and you get to know him as him, different guy. It's a whole
0: different thing. Yeah. You know. And then you kinda understand like from the outside looking in, like that was a move that I celebrated. hmm Out, you know, and I'm a Rick Ross fan. Yeah. But but I, I'm through and through a Detroiter and I've been living in Cleveland for twenty years. Yeah. can't tell I, I I'm seven mile for life. Right, like it, it'll never go away. And when he did yeah. that shit, man, I, I gave him a standing ovation that he never saw.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah so
0: absolutely proud of.
1: Him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He's definitely, you know, and he's, you know, man. I'm, i was so happy when he found weed because <laughs> from <laughs> the first ten years to the latter twenty or ten years has been night and day. It was murder trials and funerals back in the day. Now it's, you know, we're doing peace corps and vegan festivals and you know and uh you know and every you know everything matures with 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 time and stuff but it's you know it's just such a great great you know it's just great working with them we we do so many different you know community events and you know where he's he's just uh over covid bought some property we're building out a school for the youth and oh wow um you know, um, a really big advocate whenever children get, you know, get hurt or murdered in the city. Yeah. He's on yeah. the front lines to, to. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. I, I, to, and, I, and I respect that completely.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. Love that.
0: So yeah. let me ask you this. Just, let, let's go back to when you met Proof. Mm-hmm. What was, and, and Proof, if, for people that don't know the impact that, like, when. When you talk about Detroit hip hop, like he was the group. Eminem. Eminem is the guy to the rest of the world to Detroit. But there would
1: be no Eminem without proof. It was proof. Like
0: proof was yeah. literally like a god. Yeah. What, what was he like on a personal
1: level? <laughs> he was crazy in a good way and bad way. And <laughs> you never knew what proof you were going to get. You know. Mm. Um. You know, uh, and when you know Dirty Harry came out, you never knew what was going to come out. You know, he he, you know, he would, uh, but he was so giving to everybody and wanted to, you know, hook up everybody. You know, I would get him; I'd he'd get a show, and literally bring a bunch of his friends and up and coming artists that he would sign. And, you know, he maybe get 10 grand or something. And he'd walk with $500. He'd buy the whole fucking place shots. He'd give the artists some money and and be the happiest guy in the world, you know, cause he was just taking, he was the, like the mayor, you know? And, um, but he, you know, he had his wild side to him, you know, and, you know, you, you just never knew, you know, Man. cause he, you know, he was a backpack rapper, but also he's he's pure to nav for life and, and, and everywhere and and, and lived that, that you know, it unfortunately like God, he was such a beautiful person though, man. Such a beautiful person, but you know, you just you never knew what mm-hmm. what was gonna go on, you know. I mean It's heartbreaking, especially what happened. Yeah, and I mean he was just such a glue, like, you know, he's the one that really took m under his wing, and, you know, I couldn't even imagine being a, you know, in m and shoes at that time, when you don't, when you never met your father, you, your mother's an alleged drug addict, and he's not paying any attention to you, and you're getting beat up, and then I was, you know, and you're in a... <laughs> predominantly black neighborhood and he was in the hood hood in the hood hood yeah Yeah. and you know when he got to move across eight mile that was good (laughs) like that was a step up but it was about a block and a half across eight mile when he was going back and forth so it wasn't like he he didn't
0: didn't go way across no it was
1: what he could afford you know and and you know him and proof they worked at little caesars together and they would wrap orders and you know he did what he could to, to you know to take care of his daughter and and um and you know proof really took him under his wing and gave him the confidence to, to come do these battle raps and come you know um and, and you know and connect everybody just like if I, there wouldn't be no mikey and trick trick if there wasn't proof proof there wouldn't you know there wouldn't be a lot of connections that are relationships that there are if it wasn't for proof so much stemmed from proof he was like a you know like a a mega hip-hop flower a seed that he sprinkled everywhere in the city (laughs)
0: so from your standpoint career-wise what was your biggest mistake
1: uh no, i made a lot i don't know what my biggest mistake was but i made a lot of little mistakes and mm-hmm. you know you just gotta you know I, i'm always pretty good about keeping up with relationships and stuff and and as you network and network and deal with so many different people and so many different because i've managed rock bands and you know all kinds of stuff it's you know um just not believe yeah you know you just gotta you know any doubt ever creep in? Sure. Sometimes there's doubt, you know, but, you know, I've been doing this for so long that it's like, you know what? It's, it's always worked out. You got to just say, okay, you know what? You might feel like everything's on your shoulders. You might be going through a divorce or you might be going, dealing with a family death. You might be dealing with financial. You might be, but if it's worked out this far, it'll work out again. And You just got to not blow your gasket, you know? Um, and, and you know, the, 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 the best thing is, is keeping up with the relationships, you know, um, keeping in touch with people and not, you know, I have so many people that just, you know, whenever, you know, there's a concert or, you know, a, oh, okay. a show that I'm doing or something's coming, you know, uh, it's like, Hey, how you doing? Do you think you can get me? Hey. And then I look at like, the last two years of text and it's all been whenever can there's been I, can an event. I, can I? Like, yeah, it's like, how about can't you know, like, you know,
0: can how I? How am I doing once in a while?
1: Yeah, how am I doing? Or can I help you push that? You know, can I post this for you? Can I do that? You know, because I'll I'll reach out to friends and be like, hey, do you need help? And I'll, I'll ask for help. That's one thing is don't be don't feel ask for help if you don't know. Don't act like you know. You know. Ask for the right help. Like if you're, you know, if one area in this industry is not your specialty, ask for some help. Absolutely. And then and then also let that person know too. And it, it's not, it, and what can I do for you? You know what I'm saying? To let, and I always say, this is a two-way street, you know, because yeah. Yeah. so many people just think, oh, you're the man, you can get it done. You can get it done, but you can get stuff done. But, you know, at the same time, you know, people got to, you got to make money and you got to, you got to help each other out. Like I'm yeah. always asking, I see if people are posting stuff and it looks like they need some help. It's like, Hey, do you need some help with that? Or, you know, what, you know? And, you know, you know. how, how did you like, and Troy is my guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Like that, that is, that is like, and, and that, it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I, I randomly, I call him, bro, what can I do for you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Because he, he is, he is the nation's version of proof. Yeah. In
1: Detroit. How do you meet the him? How did I meet him? Yeah. Um, uh, well, it's kind of a funny story because um so you know, I'm I do a lot in the African American community, you know. Mm. Um and I got mixed babies too, by the way. No, I'm just <laughs> I do, but uh, but the the funny thing is and, and I'm I'm saying that with light because of where I'm gonna get with some, with the story. Okay. Um so a while ago we were at the, um, uh, NAACP, the president of the, of the NAACP after party. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was probably, you know, one of 10, uh, white folks and it was completely packed and completely, you know, you know, sold out fire marshals there and everything. And, um, and this young this woman came up to me that I met because I I I have a podcast on iHeartRadio with Chuck Bennett, who's like the fashion guru of Detroit, and Josh mm-hmm. Landon, who's a, a Fox 2 news reporter here.
0: Actually listened and, to episode, a couple episodes today, but y- did um, you? Yeah. Love okay. it, by the way.
1: Talkish, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, we've we've had a lot of guests, and this woman was, it was like, Hey, Mikey, um, somebody wants to meet you. And, um, you know, he's doing a lot of entertainment and everything in, in you know, Detroit. And he's like, kind of like the leader of the Nation of Islam of Detroit. I'm like, you sure he was? Like, does he know what I look like? You know, I'm joking. I'm like, are you sure? Does he know what I look like? <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah. You know, and, and you know, he, he knows about you and, you know, your relationship with Trick and wants to get Trick involved in some things. So. I'm like, all right, cool. And then we we connect uh, over the phone, and then Instagram. And then we know we we know a ton of the same people. So we sat down a couple times, and we're like, okay, well, I can help you out here. I can help you out there. Matter of fact, I, I've got Wiz Khalifa tonight, and I I hired some of his guys with transportation for tonight. You know, so we're able to help each other in yeah. a lot of different ways, and we've got a lot, we've got some things that were that that are in the works that I can't really speak on in detail, but Mm -hmm. you know, with, with his vision, his relationships and with my relationships and vision and, you know, with getting an artist such as perhaps trick trick involved, there's a lot of things we could do with the city and do it the right way. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's, Tim and I are a lot alike in, in, in a lot of ways, you know, yeah. with networking, with relationships, with going, you know. I mean, sh- sh- I'll f- speak freely a, today even because of Troy and my connection. We I had a, a conference call with a, uh, a white <laughs> female promoter, mm-hmm. uh, a Lebanese uh, food truck guy. And a gentleman who owns the oldest sane asylum in in America (laughs) and (laughs) and because of Troy, (laughs) you know, so we put, you know, we, we, we have this vision and the resources to put, put things together, you know, and him and I actually spoke last night about um, another thing down the road, you know, with it. So it's just a great, it's a great chemistry. Yeah. And I think that I've always, you know, again, you know, being a white kid from Ann Arbor, I've always adapted to some type of culture other than, you know, just, just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just a little outside of the box of my my element. I, I, I'm in more comfortable situations with it. But, you know, like I said, growing up in Ann Arbor, I got along with everybody. You know, I was the kid that I would have... You know, I'd be friends with the jocks, and then I'd have the weird kid with the actual nine inch nail through his head and dyed (laughs) beard red, and then you know the street kid ball players. You know, and they were all the same to me. They were all my my friends. You know, it wasn't like I just had that little click of right. I get you. You know, so I was able to just feel comfortable and making stuff happen. And and even back then, when kids were like, "Oh, that kid's a freak," or whatever. Oh, do you know him? Have you ever had a conversation with him? Or, or oh, those jocks, that's all they care about. Is, oh, no, actually, you know, so I loved bringing people together. Okay, Loved it. Just seeing, like, you know, and I get that. Like, there's this, this place in, in Los Angeles called the Rainbow Room on Sunset. It's right between the Whiskey and the Roxy, right on the Sunset Strip. But it's this little hole in the wall but it's it's big it's big it's a it's just a a dive bar with Mm -hmm. really good italian food and and you'll you'll you know you go there and you know be real would be there every night you know post malone would walk in or you know paris hilton or you know and then just a bunch of grunge rockers and hip-hop guys but it's just like that's like i love it because it's like a little bit of everybody so i would always do that every time i go to la i couldn't or every time i go to la i can't You know, I can't meet with everybody or get with everybody in three or four days. So I always pick an off night, you know, industry Thursday, Friday, Saturday is always something going on. So I'll do like a Monday night or Sunday night or Tuesday night and just send out a text and email to everybody or whoever that's that I can think of in L.A. and Say, hey, we're doing a Mikey Rainbow night, eight o'clock. And the last time I was there, just before COVID, we counted we had the whole we had the whole patio, and we had I think fifty seven people there, and Damn. from I'm talking about from South Central, you know, from some neighborhood crips, some uh, porn stars, rock stars, DJs, <laughs> r- managers, producers, record label reps, everybody, and. And so many people are like, and I'm like, how the hell did you guys connect? They're like, I don't know, 2007 or something. When you were here, you connected us, and we're we did that and that, and you know, they're like, oh, you connected us with this. So I just love like, you know, connecting people, and I think that you know, I'm now for the first time on the outside looking in, Troy's the same way. Absolutely, proof was the same way, tricks the same way. So I think it's kind of in our.
0: You know, that's crazy because I've done the same shit for years. Only difference is I've never made a nickel.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the, you know, that's the thing. You got to, you got to work yourself in, you know, you got (laughs) to work yourself in. I haven't figured that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, it's just, you know, a lot of times you, you, you do it in good faith, but a lot of times. Well, you got to cover your own apps, you know, just like I had this meeting today with this new hip hop app and, you know, I signed, you know, signed an NDA, but I'm like, Hey, you know, I want to X, Y, and Z. If I mm-hmm. do a, B and C, gotcha. like, let's be clear now, you know, because I know what my value is, but you got to just kind of lay it down. Um, and, you know, you got to, you know, let you know, so for instance, like the Scarface show, the shows that I book, I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I, especially in this market, you know, I act as an agent and a promoter and a show producer, you know, I don't just book the show
0: mm-hmm.
1: and make the, the commission on the, you know, on just the commission on booking and that's it. Like, this is my market. I can add value to it. So this okay. is why you want to book this through me, because I can market it. I can run the show production. I can, you know, and I've been doing it with these artists for so long that, you know, um, one, you know, they'll call me or Trick and we'll do shows or, you know, I've been producing shows for Live Nation for years or You know, but you, you know, you just got to let them know your value when you come into a deal. Like, hey, this is why you want me involved because I can do X, Y, and Z. I can get you, you know, I can push it through our podcast or through our social influencers or through whatever, Um, Mm. you know. And so you can justify why you should be a part of that deal. Got you. Got you. That's my, I'm getting, I'm getting better at it. I've been yeah. working
0: working on it cuz I I've, I've realized that probably more so in the last the last 2 years. Yeah. You know, I've kind of realized that hey, you know, like depending on people's kind heart is <laughs> it's going to keep your ass cold, lonely and broke.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you got to, you know, everybody's got to eat and feed their families and Yeah. You know, you got to Yeah, you just got to, you know, be you know, be humble about it and let them, you know, let them know your value to it. And don't be, you know, don't be a dick about it. Like, okay, damn it. I'm getting this or I'm not making that intro. You know, you gotta, you and, and a lot of those you gotta <laughs> just charge the game, you know, like, cause it will come back, but you gotta, you know, you gotta make some money, but it will come back when they're like, Oh shoot. You know? And, and my main yeah. thing is too, is you gotta be out there. If you're in this industry, you gotta be insight in mind. Cause you know how many times like, you know, early on in my career, as I was getting out there, somebody's like, man, I'm glad I saw you the other night. Like, you know, give me a call. Like, I'm glad I saw you. Cause I got this company that's, you know, do, doing a Christmas party and they want to, they want some old school rappers and they want a new school DJ or they want whatever. But like, if they, if I wasn't there at that event and didn't see them, you know? So like, you know. Put yourself
0: in positions of success.
1: Yeah, so the other day we had um, – so I've done a lot of work with Big Sean's camp and helped place some people in his organization really? and stuff. And and um, and then Mary Sheffield, who's the president of the Detroit City Council, is a good friend yeah. of mine. I help her out. We, we're, you know, vice versa. Told and me no it, for
0: an interview. What's that? She told me no for an interview. She oh,
1: I, hey, I couldn't get her on my podcast, okay? So don't go bad. <laughs> But, um, um, what any, I, I love Mary. She's doing great things for the city. And, mm-hmm. and, um, so they had the big Sean, my kids know big Sean and, you know, um, they're 11 and 14 and, and, you know, I said that I had to go down and, and, and I had to go down for other reasons that my kids don't know. I had to talk, there were some people there that, all right, let's chop it up when you're here about this and let's, right. so, you know, so, I took my 14 year old daughter down, you know, and she's like, whatever, you know, like she, like she was helping like do a little bit of security and stuff. And she thought that was cool, but she wasn't like, Oh my God. You know? Um, but when she went back to her mom, um, and there was like a celebrity kickball game, it was a gift back to the community. And and she went back to her mom and she's like, dad didn't go to work. He was just hanging out. And you know, (laughs) Like, dad was just there hanging out and talking to people. He wasn't working. She was like, "No, honey, that's called networking. You know, your, your dad has you know little meetings that with people that that he had pre-planned. You know, and you know, she's like that. That, but that's called networking. You know, you got to be insight in mind, and you have to talk to people, mm. and you can't. You know, it's. She's like, you know, when you can go and talk to five different people or ten different people." Um, at once versus you know setting up breakfasts and lunch meetings and dinner meetings that gets expensive, and you get more done in one one day of that. Exactly. <laughs> so it was, it was like, yeah, it's great, and people more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, um, like you know, like I, I say, shit, eighty percent the business it gets done more at uh, events and bars and, and and functions like that than it yeah. does in a. Boardroom, meeting room.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing I've learned a lot from Troy over the years, um, mm-hmm. and that's one thing. Like he'll call me up jobs, yo. Um, I, I got such and such. I need you. I want you to be there. I think it'll be good for you. And like, I'm not the big, you know, I'm a standoffish type of person by nature. Yeah, like I'm. A, I'm a scan the room. I'm not the, you know, I'm a social butterfly when I know you. When I don't yeah. know you, I'm suspicious of every fucking body. Right, and. Trying see, to, overcoming that has been yeah. a challenge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause see, I'm like the opposite, you know, I, I I'll, once I get a little bit comfortable, I'll I'm just me just like I am right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and my, my approach is see your, my approach is, all right, cool. The first time I meet you, I'm setting the, the bar this high, you bring it down for me. I'm not going to kind of send you and start it low and build up. Nah, I'm gonna give you that ultimate respect,
0: mm-hmm. and you lose it,
1: and you it's lose you. it or keep it or there. Keep it. Yeah, or it's up you to know, you. you know, you know. So yeah, I feel you. You know, and uh, y- yeah, you know, you just gotta go. It's like you know, you know, especially you know, coming up, it's like man, you know, you and you gotta put in the work. A lot of these people, they just want to shine and floss and all that. Um. And, uh, and not put in the work or do, you know, and you got to go that extra mile. I'm like, it's like when you're in this industry, it's like trick or treating when you were a kid, you know, you go to those <laughs> 10 houses that have their lights on in a row, but then two houses down with, without the, there's two in the middle without the light. There's one on with the light, two houses down, half the, the other kids won't go, but you go and that's when you get the full size snicker bar or that $20 bill, man, you, you got to just push it a take little bit chance. more. Yeah, Take your chance. I'm
0: absolutely learning that.
1: And and give everybody the benefit of the doubt until it, you know.
0: So let me ask you this. Is there an artist that came to you and said, I want you to manage me, and you said no, and they turned out to be huge? Yeah. Can you tell me, or no?
1: No. (laughs) No, there's a couple that I'm like, you know. Why'd you turn them down? Well, I just didn't have the time. And and, I mean, I, I have artists that approach me every day or every every week, multiple times a week about me wanting to do or me, you know, them wanting me to manage them or do, mm-hmm. but I, I'm i only one person and, and I, you know, my crew can only do so much. And I want to give 110% to everything that I put my name on. And, okay and I don't want to half ass anything I don't want to have that on my conscience I don't want to take on something that I can't you know um that I can't give the time that, that that I feel is needed and it's I don't want to do that to anybody's life or career you know give you know I don't want to overcommit and underdeliver okay you know and it's just there's just so much time and that I can put in um and you know developing artists is hard, you know. And then there's there's artists that you know have had big careers and then I've managed them and you know it's just about time and being able to put in put in what what's needed for them. You know, and and be real with it. You know, I don't want to say oh yeah and then you know things don't work out or whatever. I want to give it everybody their all. Yeah. Y- you know, my all. And then okay. You know, I always say, you know, if I manage an artist, you know, I can't care more about their career than they do. Thanks. You know, I can't have somebody that's expecting me to do, to do everything and they're off bullshitting or whatever, you know, like. Nah. You Managers
0: know. and babysitters are two totally different things. Yeah. And I don't think everybody understands that.
1: Yeah. And I. I've had, and then I, and then on the flip side, I've had artists that were thinking I'm babysitters. Like, you know, I'm in the middle of a big meeting, and yo, can you? I mean, I'm talking about a multi, multi, multi platinum artist. Hey, can you? Uh, you know, I'm in Detroit in a meeting. Hey, can you Uber me from Guitar Center on La Brea to um, the gas station in, uh, 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 in Hollywood Boulevard? Like a twelve dollar Uber, like, dude. Like, I'm not going to walk. Like, <laughs> You're an adult. Like, <laughs> you can't manage a Uber. Uh, yeah. And like, you know, it's just, and then I'll get calls, uh, you know, from the tour manager and, hey, we just left Budapest and the singer left his backpack at the hotel and we're on our way to Italy, middle of the night. I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do? You're the tour manager. What do you want me to spend? Five grand, fly out to Budapest, and then another two grand to fly to Italy from Detroit? Like, you're the <laughs> tour manager. How about you call the hotel in Budapest and have them ship it to Italy? Like, I can't. There's only so much I could do in, you know, babysitting, you know, not not part of the job description of my, <laughs> you know, well, we can hire a babysitter, we can just like we hire a publicist. Okay so <laughs> when was the last time you
0: fanned out?
1: Um Well, the I think the last time I really fanned out was I loved Guns N' Roses when I was a kid. Okay, the rock okay. band Guns N' Roses. Oh, I know who. And one of the few rock bands that I
0: fuck with like <laughs> Guns N' Roses are dope.
1: Yeah. And and Axel is just Axel Rose. So Kid Rock, had, I was at Rock's house one night, and he was like, and he knows I love Axel Rose, and he was like, Hey, Mikey, Axel called me and said, um, this was well, I, this is a funny story too. Uh, this was probably two thousand and either two thousand and four, maybe five. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, Axel called me and wanted me to come to one of his last shows in in the U S for a while in New York, he's got two nights at the Hammerstein ballroom or whatever. I'm like, that's cool. Great. Thanks. <laughs> what the fuck you telling me? <laughs> and he's like, I mean, I got a seat on the jet. I know how much you love Axl Rose. If you want to roll. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So I'm like, sweet. He's like, all right, stay at my crib uh, Tuesday night. Wheels up seven 30 in the morning, Wednesday. Boom. So we go and, and, and the the funny thing is, is so uh, so here's kid rock. He's he's pretty excited too. And Axel had called while we were walking to the plane and asked him if he wanted to do a song, do night train with him. And now here's Rock. Like we, we get on the plane, and he's like, Holy shit, holy shit, he's like, dude, I played with I run DMC with you, you know, with Hank Williams Jr. with the Rolling Stones with fucking Axel Rose. Like, and I'm like this is sweet. Yo,
0: that's crazy. He's
1: geeked. You know, and I'm geeked. And so we get to the show, and like, you know, there's a bunch. I mean, it's Axel Roses in New York. It's, it's, you know, and it was when he was Guns N' Roses with like the not the original members like it is now. Okay. But so there were a lot of people there. I mean, it was like Jimmy Fallon and, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I just remember pl- fucking air guitaring out in front of the stage with Jimmy Fallon on my right and <laughs> Sebastian Bach from Skid Row on my left. And we're like, welcome to the jungle. <laughs> like total white boy, and rock it out. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like Jimmy Fallon's put his arm around me and Sebastian Bach. Like, and I'm like, this is awesome. Like super cool. And then um, so that night we go to the club Oh yeah, we went to the club and that was crazy. The next day, he was like, "Hey, this uh, this actual is like this. You guys want to come to me to this party? This this hot actress uh, is it's her birthday party. Her name's Rosario Dawson. you guys want to come?" He's like, "I'm playing at it. I haven't played an acoustic show in like 14 years." We're like, fuck yeah, we want to come. Like, so oh, wow. so we roll up. We're in a car service, whatever. So as we're pulling up, Tommy Hilfiger and his brother Andy are pulling up. Well, Andy Hilfiger, his ba- his his brother, played bass for Kid Rock for a couple tours. So, so we walk in. I'm like, this is dope. We're walking in this club in Manhattan with fucking Tommy Hilfiger. You know, cool. You know, like, um, and uh, so, um, so then we go oh, you know, it was whatever Umbrella came out because Rihanna came at some point, too, because mm-hmm. we were in the bathroom when somebody came in and was like, hey, Rock, hey, guys, uh, Rihanna's here and wants to meet you. And I remember he, Rock goes, who the hell's Rihanna? I was like, she's got a hit. He's like, she's got a hit? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, a hit? I'm like, yeah, it's killing it. One of Jay-Z's girls. He was like, I bet, you know? And, and um, that was, I think that was at the club, but so Rosario Dawson's birthday party, so we're all you know it's just like the, the the nightclubs in Manhattan, you know it's the booths and all that. So at this point, we're all we're all standing in the booth, and I'm with my friend, the super producer. His name's Emil Haney. He's produced a bunch of Bruno Mars, Eminem, Lana Del Rey. I kind of helped me and Proof got him. I got him connected to when he was. We we grew up in Ann Arbor together, and mm-hmm. I got him put on with Proof and got on Obie Trice's first album, and then, and then he just blew up from there, but we were standing, I remember standing right in front of the booth, we had went to the bathroom, we came back, and everybody's kind of standing on the booths, so there's Tommy Hilfiger, there's, you know, Kid Rock, there's um, Axel Rose, and just a bunch of people, well, Tommy Hilfiger's date, when she went to the bathroom, when she came up, Axel. Um, I think he grabbed the glass of champagne out of her, her hand and pulled her up and Tommy slapped Axel and then they get they get into it and I'm standing there fighting in front of them and I look over at Rock and Rock she's like and they're they're like fighting and then all of a sudden security comes in and in the middle of them and here's Axel Rose with his glass and with his bottle of Cristal and his fist back like this and then Tommy Hilfiger is behind the other security doing all this karate shit, like you know we're like, and then there's like three big black <laughs> security guys that's in the middle of them. So the, and I'm like, we're like, you know, and this was before iPhones and all that shit, but you know it was like Blackberries. People were trying to take pictures, and Axel had this little, this little girl that was like an assistant. She's trying to jump up and down and not take pictures, and I'm like, oh my god, like, this, wow. and then finally Axel's. Tour accountant, who was a big guy, came and just picked up Tommy Hilfiger, and put him over his shoulders, and threw him out of the club. And I'm like, dude, that's like throwing Mayor Bloomberg on his ass. I'm like, you, like, what the fuck just happened? And and then uh, um, like, and then later on, Axel went on and, and did his set, and, and he goes, and this song is dedicated to my friend Tommy Hilfiger. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> like everybody was just <laughs> like Whoa. And then, you know, sure enough it made page six, you know, the next day in the New York Post or whatever. But I'm like, Oh my god. And and uh that so that was like just so surreal. Like, you know, I you know, I've met a lot of people and done done this for a long time that it's just it's just the nature of it um but that was like wild and just because growing up you know and it was funny because I remember when Kid Rock and Pamela Anderson were married we were at their house and I was like I think we were telling that story we tell that story often because it's just so surreal that whole thing and uh, And I was like, I told Pamela, I'm like, yeah, dude. I was like, but I I love Axl. I'm like, I was Axl Rose for like three years in a row for Halloween. She's like, don't worry. (laughs) Axl Rose has been Axl Rose for Halloween for the last 20 years in a row. (laughs) (laughs) You know. um,
0: Yo, Sweet Child of Mine is. Oh, yeah. Probably. Definitely Uh, top three for me. I'm I'm not the biggest rock fan, but of rock songs. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, the that video is just was incredible. fucking phenomenal. Oh my! Like love, love, love that song. Like, that, yeah,
1: like, yeah, yeah. And I love that. Like, like back in the day, like you know, like Ice T. You know, loved Guns N' Roses, and like Axel was like, dude, Ice T wanted to meet me, and I lost my shit. Like, dude, that like I fucking love Ice T, and like for somebody with street cred like that and like the eighties wanting to meet me. Like I fucking, I didn't, I was so scared, but he was so cool. And then, you know, it's just cool. Like I said, you know, seeing Kid Rock get so geeked, you know, seeing, you you know, these things, you know, like, and then hearing Axl Rose getting geeked about iced tea, you know, like. Which I would have never guessed that one. Right. Right. And then like, you know, I loved iced tea. I mean, Listen, I grew up listening to hip hop, like in sixth grade when original Gangster came out, man, I listened to that from the whole summer, every time on my paper route. That was my shit. Like, I, man, I was like, damn. And uh, um, and then Mia Ice became cool. Like his manager just texted me, you know, a couple weeks ago. It's like, hey man, just checking in on you. You know, hope all is well. Ice and Coco, just you know, talking about you, blah blah blah, and you know, so and it's funny because like, here that's that's another one that I could say I kind of fan out on. Like, but you know, just like going to dinner with double date with Coco and Ice and my my ex wife and you know, like I you know, Ice is like, yo, it was so funny because <laughs> you know the Heidelberg project in Detroit. Uh-huh. The the you know, the home, the Heidelberg, the show. I was like, yo, Mikey, take me around Detroit. I haven't really like gotten to know Detroit, Detroit. Like, you know, i never really had a guy. Now I got a guy in Detroit. And I'm like thinking, like, damn, like, I'm your guy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, okay. And I'm like, all right, bet. I'm gonna show you the Heidelberg project. I'm gonna take you to Belle Isle, blah, blah, blah. So we pull up the Heidelberg project. It was funny. I had this little small Cadillac. Uh, I see and coffee. you know, and then I had the manager in the front, and we were driving around, and there was this, there was a black SUV that had a California license plate, and it was, it was a middle-aged black couple, and it was funny, the guy, the guy's like, they were taking pictures, they're outside of the car, and he's like, or, or the wife was taking pictures, and he was kind of just looking around, and I rolled by, he's like, hey, how you doing, where are you from? Honey, Get the camera! <laughs> Like, I'm sure he didn't expect, you know, my white boy driving around with a little Cadillac and
0: there's ice tea
1: cocoa in the back, you know, but, but that that was just fun. You know, like I, I, again, I work with so many artists, but like the childhood, you know, icons for my life is what really makes me like, like, you know, I mean, Drake could be across the street having a barbecue and, like, I'd be like, all right, maybe I'll stop by, you know?
0: <laughs> I got a it, chance to interview Chuck D. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I was really, just with Flavor Flav the other night.
0: Worst interview I've ever had.
1: Oh, really? By far. I, could...
0: I, I, I mean, first off, I just froze. Yeah. Like, it was the last, like, his people called me, like, you got a half an hour now. Yeah. You know, so I... I and and I I couldn't think of any any shit besides fight the pot. I couldn't think of it. It's I, I just one of those moments where I, I fanned out so bad that it was just oh. And I, to this day, I kick myself. Yeah, but I get it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's just some people like that you grew up with that yeah. just resonate with you. That like if ever like Dr. Dre. Oh my God, my daughter mm-hmm. is a huge huge like yeah. Huge Eminem fan, yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. that would be like the gift of all gifts for her,
1: <laughs> right? You know? So I know. yeah,
0: I, I get what you're saying. Like it's, it's just like certain oh, people,
1: hey, it. you know. I know, I know. It's so crazy how big he is, and like how much time I've spent with him in that camp. It's just like it's Marshall, <laughs> like you know. What, but um,
0: like, what's he like now with money?
1: Oh look, like he, I, he's got. All the money he could ever want. I mean, all he really wanted was to to buy a house and put his daughter through college. <laughs> Anything else above that is just gravy, you know. He's not, you know, he's not flashy. He's not, you know, but he he's got the Marshall Mathers Foundation, which is very quiet,
0: mm. and he
1: does a lot for it. Let's just say, puts does a lot.
0: See, I wish people knew more about that.
1: Yeah, um, I know. He's just he just doesn't want to. He does a lot and doesn't want any pat on the backs or any awards or anything. Just does it. And then the the other thing on the
0: back though, it's about setting precedent for, for, for other artists. Yeah. He
1: look, you know, he, listen, the way I look at it, Eminem had nothing and was just trying to survive. And then all of a sudden the world turned upside down and everybody wanted every, every blah, blah, blah. And he was just, wasn't, he's just, he's not, he's not a big social person or Kid Rock. Like, Kid Rock like, I, I got the back door set up. When you get here, what, What's wrong with the front? <laughs> you know, here I am. You know, where you know Marshall wants to just go enjoy a show or something. And so the two, two completely opposite. But yeah. you know what? I do. I, I I have to say, you know, like I mentioned, Kid Rock's son is is mixed. And when he was younger, probably sixth grade or fifth grade or something, somebody called him a dirty N word, mm-hmm. and Rock's like, I don't know what to do. So I called Chuck D for advice. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Mm. So yeah. And and one, one other thing I can say about Rock, I know you know the perception of him and is is what it is. There's no no, no doubting that. But he was uh, one tour um probably two thousand and Well, it was 2008 because all summer long it came that song all summer long came out, and um, and his tour support was Reverend Run and Leonard Skinner. There's nobody else in the world that could pull that off. That's an
0: interesting mixture right there.
1: And you know, and Rev was pulling his weight, so it was good. The seeing the integrated, but but everybody's getting along. Tell me, tell me, anybody of any color that doesn't like Sweet Home Alabama, even though you know they're flat. They
0: Confederate flags and yeah, stuff. or <laughs>
1: so. Tell me, these white kids that aren't aren't singing, or you know, or, or, or you know, white hillbillies that are that are that aren't fucking rocking with Run DMC, you know, with they're the Aerosmith right. thing with I'm opening sure opening yeah. it up. So you know, it's just you know, it's.
0: It is what it is. It is basically. what it is. You know. However, if there is anything I can do for you, please <laughs> let me know. Um I And it. and if ever Kid Rock wants to come on and talk about that, I, I swear to God, I'll be nice.
1: <laughs> well, um, I hopefully one day you'll meet him, and uh, you know. Yeah. And then and then.
0: Yeah, yeah. we'll chop it up. Like I'm yeah. one of those people. Like I'll talk to any fucking body. Yeah. And when I say listen. anybody, I don't care how staunch a racist you are, and not saying he is, but I don't care like you could be the head of the clan. I'll bring mm-hmm. you on the show and we can chop it up. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to go to dinner with you. But I, I'm interested in, in in the thought process of people. And I, it doesn't matter what your ideology is.
1: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And and I'm the same way. And listen, like I'm sure there's many people that I looked at and was just like, dude, that dude's a fucking asshole or a douchebag or blah blah blah. And then I don't know the story there or that person or you know so. You know,
0: yeah, it's got to be some people like like I'm sure it was people that in your mind you had uh like I give you like an, I give you an example in you, in your mind you think Scarface is a certain way. Mm-hmm. He was exactly who you think he
1: is. Well, you know what? The first time that I met Scarface, um, my son who's eleven, he's just he's super into hip hop old school hip hop and everything. And this is a funny story. So I think I had to go get some money from him and DJ quick for, I, it was last minute. I had to book some band members for them or whatever. And I had to go get some cash. I need your life, bro. Huh?
0: I need your life.
1: So my son, and it was at the Masonic temple. I think I was, this was like five years ago or whatever. I was just going through a divorce and. My son, we were downtown, and I, I was gonna Uber over to the Masonic Temple and go get the money from them, and uh, just come back. And my son was like, "Well, Dad, I want to go. I want to go." He, I was like, I, "I'm. I think I was like, I just gotta go get some money from um, this rapper Scarface and DJ Quick at the Masonic Temple." He's like, "Dad, I want to go. I want." I'm like, "Why do you want to go?" He's like, "Cause E40's playing." He couldn't even say forty. He's like, "E40's <laughs> playing." I'm like, "How do you know E40's playing?" He's like, "I saw the flyer." Like, and I'm like and you know he's he's so he when he's into something he's into something you know mm-hmm. and that was uh and and he liked the E40 so I'm like all right but it's 21 over he said and I'm like I'm just going backstage again but he's like well backstage isn't 21 and over is it and I'm like wow you really <laughs> want to go huh like I'm like all right so we go I just set up with quick. And then Trick Trick was there, Uncle Trick. He's Uncle Trick Trick. What are you doing here? And he's like, Hey, little man. And they're like smoking. I'm like, Let me. All right. I'm like, <laughs> out, Uncle Trick, you know. <laughs> so I go and knock on Scarface's door. And he's, he answers the door. He's eating a chicken wing. And he's like, Ah, that's your little guy. He's like, This is my little guy, his son, Chris, who, you know, my boy, Chris, yeah. who's the, his tour manager that was at the show. And uh, my son goes, Hi, Mr. Scarface. Where's E. Borty at? He's like, You want to see E40? He's like, Come on. Took another bite, sat it down. We start walking down the steps of the Masonic Temple, and he walks my seven year old son right on stage in the middle of E40 set. (laughs) I'm like, And first of all, I'm thinking, Oh God, I hope none of my exes. Friends are here. Child support. Child support. Service is going to be at my door by the time we get back. But, but it was He stopped. And she was like, oh, what's up, face? Who you got? He's like, oh, little man. Little Mikey. Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, all right. He, and then we so we get in the Uber. And mind you, it's probably like a 40-year-old black guy that's driving this Uber. And my son, he picks us up outside of the Sonic Temple. And my son goes, we get a few blocks away. And he's like. Dad, that was really nice of Mr. Scarface to take us on stage to meet E40, huh? And I go, and the driver just stopped. I was like, and I go, <laughs> yes, that was very nice of Mr. Scarface to take you on stage to meet E40 during the middle of his show. I go, yeah, I guess that did just happen. <laughs> but it,
0: He'll never know. forget that.
1: Though. But, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he was asking about yeah, yeah, he was talking about that the other day. But you know, he was on stage with Big Sean the other day and you know, taking pictures with them. And I got a funny story about my my daughter. My daughter's just like, whatever. If her friends think it's cool, then it's cool. But you know, I mean they you know, they're <laughs> but um we we had a show and and Chris Brown was on the show and I had Trick Trick on it and Soda Baby and polo frost a couple other artists i work with and it was a iHeartRadio radio show i think gz and t grizzly and i had to take my kids because i didn't I couldn't get a sitter for sound check and load in but then i had somebody come and watch them you know be able to hang with them during the show mm-hmm. and my um so my daughter was like 11 10 no i think she was like 10 or 11 and chris brown's production manager was, was one of my old production managers and uh he came out and he was like, "Hey, Chris is here. He wants to." I told him I got some special friends. He wants to meet you. And my daughter's like, "Who?" He was like, "Chris Brown." She was like, "Oh, Chris Brown. I'm straight." They just made new brownies <laughs> and catering. And she's like, "All right." She's like, "I don't, I don't care. Let's go get these brownies. Get some." <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm glad my daughter's thinking like that, but at the same time, do you know how many other? Young girls and old women and any <laughs> are yeah. now paying a thousand dollars to do Thousand <laughs> bucks to! Oh my god,
0: that's so, something else, man. Yeah, oh.
1: so it's you know it's an interesting, you
0: know. I'm surprised you don't have your own podcast network.
1: Well, ours was through iHeartRadio, or um, well, I know your podcast
0: oh, is, but I'm surprised you oh, don't yeah. have your own iHeart.
1: Yeah. Well, we just, you know, we took a little break from it. We, we we started it up during COVID and then we took a little hiatus in the summer as, you know, I have had a lot of events and a lot of things going on. Josh, a couple of people at Fox 2 News here in Detroit um, had retired and couple somebody took a uh, medical leave and so he was getting a little busy and then Chuck Bennett with all of his uh, socialite events, we, we kind of took a little break but we're going to get you know get back going but uh yeah yeah we'll see because it's it's been fun especially with the three of us the the three different <laughs> you know walks of life really, really you know the show
0: I, yeah. uh, I i i listened to it yeah I, I, yeah i enjoyed it yeah yeah I, i'm i'm wondering i'm like it looked like these guys stopped in like february and i'm like what the fuck happened yeah
1: oh, we I'm, did you know what we that's when we did yeah yeah! Yeah! Man. Wow! It's been a minute. So I just it's... had dinner with Chuck yesterday, and we were talking about it last night. So yeah, we're gonna we get, we're about getting it get getting it going again. So well, when you when you need an absolute nobody, give me oh no! Stop! No! 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 Quit! <laughs> quit downplaying down yourself. Uh, not, not, yourself. I'm,
0: I'm, not yet. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm still you know working my way up, but it,
1: I'll get there. Would um, love to have you.
0: Oh, that. Phew. Man, <laughs> you just tell me when and where, I'll be there. My man. Um, I know you're a busy man. I'm not going to take too much more of your time. Um, if people do want to get in contact with you, how do you go about doing that?
1: Uh, just hit me up on Instagram. It's at Mikey Eckstein, Um, Or my email is MikeyExtein at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, best bet is, is Instagram. I'm starting to get better with checking the DMs and responding. So, yeah.
0: Okay. And give Intellectually Petty Radio a follow if you can. Huh? Uh, I said give Intellectually Petty Radio a follow back if you can.
1: Oh, I don't follow you? I don't think so. Well, everybody should follow you. I'm about to follow you right now.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't, it's hard for me.
1: I can't You know, I'm old. It's hard to, to really know if
0: somebody follows you. I think you have to. I, actually, I don't know how you can check. Just making sure. Um, on that note, yo. Um. What what you got upcoming shows? I know you got Wiz Khalifa tonight. Who else you got upcoming you want to promote? Well,
1: I was supposed to have um uh we had a show with uh Three Six Mafia, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and Trina, but that just that was supposed to be tomorrow night at Shane Park, but that got postponed. Um I got you know post Malone at Little Caesars on October 1st. Um I'm not producing it, but um, I'm I'm actually talking to one of the Wu-Tang guys right now. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan, Nas, and Buster Rhymes at the Freedom Hill Lotto Amphitheater on Saturday. So they just kicked off that tour. <laughs> oh, my God, man. That,
0: uh, hey, do you know anybody, any promoters or anything in Cleveland when they get here and you can hook your boy up? <laughs> oh my God, man, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you. No problem, man. Thank you, man. It's been an honor and a privilege, man. Dope seeing you in action, by the way, too, man. Appreciate D- it. Did shit looked just like like you had done it a million times. Awesome. Very professional. Thanks. And I must admit, shout out to Scarface, man. One of the oh, best yeah. shows I've ever been to. Yeah, that dude, really, really knows how to perform
1: yeah, yeah yeah he put on a great show it was a nice intimate show and it you know was. he he hung out and kicked it with everybody and uh yeah. yeah that was great to see him kick it with kick it with everybody i sat yeah. with scarface for an hour i know i said i'm like man it's too late for me you you know i gotta go home you know i wasn't i'm going like nowhere. Everybody, like, I couldn't believe how long he, he stayed, and I was like, you know, I, I got to go. But every he was he was in good hands. Everybody was having a good time, so. Yeah, it was a beautiful
0: thing, man. You, you, you're doing great, man. Um I
1: appreciate
0: it. Appreciate everything you're doing. On that note, like I say, if there's anything I can do for you, man, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know.
1: Okay, and vice versa, if I can help you with any artists or anything, you know. All right. No doubt.
0: On that All note, right. Man,
1: have a good one, man. All right. Shout out, and I'll follow you guys back. <laughs> All right. No doubt, man. Peace. All right. Thank you for having me. No doubt.